commit. It's one word that changed my guest life. God kept bringing it to his mind and heart for years. Robert Harville, committed Christian outdoors. Wherever you turned, the word commit followed you for years. Yes, it did. So once I put God first in my life and started walking with him daily, like I said, it just, I might heard a message about commitment. It just kept coming to my mind, coming to my mind. And then I just kind of started seeking, like, what do you want me to do with this God? And, well, go back, though, the first time that you felt like God was putting this word on your heart. Where were you? Um, well, it was actually, it was um, November of 2015, and the, the pastor was actually... Yes, 2014. I'm sorry, and uh, he was—he just—I remember the pastor standing up there, and he was talking about commitment. He's like, when you commit, commit wholeheartedly. When you dive all the way in for God, it's just that it just becomes that easy. And I said that just kind of stuck with me. And I watched a couple other people kind of grab the message as well, and they kind of and watched what it done in their life. And it was shortly after that that I felt like God was telling me to carry that message into all aspects of your life. Yeah. So. And then um, even hunting and being an outdoorsman, you've committed that to Christ. Yeah, I didn't really know it was going that direction at first. I said when I first got the vision that, that God was wanting me to carry the message, uh, I said I I was thinking what you don't you don't really think about your passions and that God can use those to bring glory to Him. So or hobbies, yeah, hobbies, yeah, th- <laughs> yeah. different things. And I, I was just thinking, well, God, what are you wanting me to do with this? And so I was seeking all kinds of different ways and trying to figure it out on my own <laughs> right. for a while. But Well, and you said trying to figure it out on my own um, because for many, many years, actually probably most of your life, being an outdoorsman, being a hunter, it was something of an idol in your heart. Oh, yeah, definitely. So growing up, I always had the passion to go hunting with my dad and my uncles and stuff. That was something we did together. And then... Um, it was around 2000, 2001, um, my dad started taking us on guided hunting trips. Working in construction and everything, we were so busy all the time that that was kind of our getaway. That was our time to spend together and actually have conversations. So, so it started so, off innocent. So it started out. A good off, thing. Really good, just time together. But then once I, I went on that first trip and I actually got the biggest deer of, of any of us at the time, I said it was a... And, and it just started a, an addiction, I guess, of just the excitement that and being out there and seeing so many different animals and stuff. When you go to places that, that that's what they do and they have the property and it's maintained for that, you just it's a it's a whole different world that it introduces you to. So hunting in Georgia just became kind of it, it numbed it down. for So it had to go other places. to. OK. And you say addiction. I mean. Every other weekend, once a month, every well, weekend. Well, no, with with guided hunting trips, it was different. So you go usually a two or three to four day hunting trip at a time. So it was just planning vacations, like you get two or three weeks vacation a year. So I I was planning my vacations to go go deer hunting. We would go to Michigan, Texas, Missouri, Montana, Wyoming. So we was planning those trips, and so fall was always the time that I, I wouldn't go on vacation all year long till the fall would get here, and then I would. Then you're gone. So it's like anything. I mean, you with people that race cars, people that do things that, that working today, out, it, yeah, yeah, working eating out. Right. I mean, it, it it takes a lot of money to do those things. So I mean, I was spending anywhere from five to ten thousand dollars a year to go out of state deer hunting. Mm-hmm. And that addiction um, with hunting, and, and, and we can be addicted in all things, like you just mentioned. We can all, I mean, everything that starts out good, sin can touch, and, yeah. and it becomes out of hand. Um, that addiction, it, it led um, to cost you your marriage, part of it. 
Yes, it, I believe so. And so just focused on different things like that, not going on vacation and spending that time together that that married couples need. You need that getaway time when you're both working hard to pay bills and stuff. And and so there were so many different aspects at the time, but I just wasn't. I wasn't in, in my marriage like I should have been. I said, looking back, I mean, I don't blame her for it. I just, it's one of those things you say when you, when you don't have God involved, you say we just grew apart and stuff. But when God's involved, then he can, he can fix things. But at the time, we didn't, we didn't allow him to come in and fix it, and we just both moved on into different directions. Well, Robert, what I, um, what I love is that, like everything in anybody's life, that God can take those idols, redeem it, and all of a sudden, that idol is now glorifying God. So talk to us about how God has taken this, that was something that was an idol, that played a part in the, the breakup of your marriage, now has redeemed it and is glorifying Him through it. Yeah. Um, the whole time when I was going on these trips and everything, in the back of my mind, I was like, man, I would love to be a hunting guide. I would love to get the opportunity to help people get their their biggest deer or, or just find success in the outdoors because that's what we're all striving for is to be successful at it. We all want that, that big deer to put on our wall or, or the big fish to, and just said, you want to be successful at it. And in the back of my mind, I was trying to find ways to do that, but, but I thought I was always going to be in concrete with, with doing running a family business and everything. And then as the market changed and, and ended up closing our family business down, um, I just kind of put this in the, in the back of my mind. I just kind of closed that chapter and was like, well, look, I've, I guess I won't be using that anymore. And then all throughout <laughs> that process, you were hearing God saying, commit, commit. Well, um, once I, once my wife and I got back into, into church, I said, when we got together, she wasn't involved and I wasn't, I said, I had made some decisions along the way with my relationship with Christ that I was wanting her to, to learn and to become a Christian herself, but I didn't want to push it on her. So, but once we got back into church, um, it was around May of 2014 when we went to church together. And once I got back into, as soon as I walked in the doors and, and the worship started and everything, I just felt like God's like, I've been waiting on you. I'm about to put you to work. And it was just, it, it was just an overwhelming feeling. Like so when God speaks, it's not an audible thing, but it's, <laughs> yeah, I just felt it. I almost felt like a foot in my back. Like, don't come in here and just sit down and think that you're just going to attend. I got something for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, and who knew it was going to be this? Yeah, I didn't never dream that he was leading me to using my passion to bring glory to him. And, and I said, once I, I was, I was working at Geico at the time. That was my safe job. I was going, I had, as retirement, there's all the things that everybody tells you that health you need to find. Health dental, insurance, dental, right. Yeah, the, everything. My wife actually worked at Geico, too. And, and so I was out there, and I'm trying to figure it out. And I, I told him, I said, I feel like God's got this. He's wanting me to do this, take this message, but I don't know. I was like, well, I'll get it figured out. It's a safe way. Well, as soon as I figure it out, then I'll, I'll carry on and move it. And then I, I, I was starting to build for a lot of frustration because I, I wasn't making any way with it. Like as humans, we want to, we got to figure out the safe way to do everything. We don't want to just jump out there in faith. And it eventually led me to jumping out in faith. To, with committed Christian outdoors. So yeah. t- tell us about that. How, how do you um, bring in young men and women uh, to experience God through the outdoors? Well, we actually started uh, after being together for about a year. Um, I started what we call our, our CCO meetings. 
so a cco being committed christian outdoors so this way we could keep the kids involved and that way we could really go deeper into teaching and we have out we usually do an outdoor themed activity whether shooting bows bb guns or just anything that we can come up with with an outdoor theme to to entertain for about an hour and then we would go and do our lesson and everything so it all started it kind of went into that because after we went on our hunting trips and stuff and then i kind of started feeling like i don't want to have to wait till next fall to be able to pour into the lives of these kids again and then so that's that's really how we get them involved we invite them to the meetings and it gives them a place to invite their friends to and stuff so then we kind of get to know each other so that way you're not just going out to deer hunt with a stranger or and these so, meetings are twice a month. Twice a month. And then you always have some kind of Bible lesson in there. Yes. And now, are these kids um, necessarily churched kids, or are they? Um, there's a, it's probably half and half. Um, but it is, one thing that was on my heart with it was that we find out, that when you do a little research and everything, that a lot of kids get, that are even the ones that are growing up in church are out of church by the time they're 15, they're making decisions that 14, 15, 16, I'm, I'm getting out of, out and said, this is not for me. So that's a, we, we do reach out to a lot of churches to get those kids involved for that reason. But so there's not a specific requirement for that. Well, Robert, we were talking about this before we started, um, the interview and before we started recording and all that is the, the attention spans of, of kids are just so small, even, even myself. I mean, full disclosure, my attention span is getting smaller and smaller. So how do you keep the kids engaged? Um, we usually try to keep our lessons within 10 to 15 minutes. And I always ask them kind of, that's a lot of a question answer type stuff. So that way they're in, in they're interactive with the message. Like I'll ask them questions, get them thinking. That's the, that's the whole thing. That So with kids, it's hard to tell what they really retain and what right. they what they're carrying away you might not know for decades (laughs) later right yeah so that's why i try to ask them get them thinking that way maybe just plant those seeds and and stuff and then we'll use a lot of stories and stuff from our activities and stuff that they're related to to know like with this past meeting we talked about learning to listen and how i'm learning to take advice from people and how everybody kind of has different mannerisms and stuff so some kids i said if you take it as somebody telling me what to do if you change that mentality of somebody's trying to teach me how to be better at it then then you can take better advice and not take so much offense from people in there well and robert i'm you know we we were just we were talking like i said before recording Mm -hmm. and we were discussing about how you see everybody with a cell phone in their hand constantly they're constantly engaged um and, and so the need of getting out into the nature and just being still and quiet so that you can hear god in your life yeah and one thing we found too is that the kids, when we go out on these activities and stuff, they're not on their phones really. They're, they. I mean, I think it's more of the adults are, kind of, we're trained more with our phones and stuff than they are. Like, so I, we went fishing the past this past month, and nobody was on their phone the whole time we were fishing. We fished for four or five hours, and so they didn't pick it up till maybe the car ride back home. So, so just getting them away. <laughs> yeah. And slowing them down. And what have you seen when you get children out in nature, slow them down, possibly away from cell phone service? <laughs> what happens? What, what, what do you see the light bulb go off? Yeah, they become just like we were growing up. Um, we had a place that we were going to a while back that there was no cell phone service. Once you pulled up there, you were... And, and I kind of let the kids just run and do their own things because it reminded me of growing up at Lake Hartwell. And 
and said i would go down to the dock and fish all day and then everybody else is up at the trailer and stuff we kind of i mean as long as they're not hurting themselves or getting too crazy then we <laughs> we just kind of managed them that way and they they have so much fun and just really learn that there's so much freedom in the outdoors is there a common theme when you're talking with the kids that keep coming up um of course we always talking to them about commitment and daily walk with christ that's our whole message is being serious about jesus the message version of of jeremiah twenty nine thirteen says when you get serious about finding me you'll find me so that's what that's kind of our common theme with everything is like are you serious about finding god and when you get serious about it then you'll find it because most versions say when you seek me with your whole heart so but the get serious kind of just stands out to my mind because it's more that we all know that when our parents get serious or when somebody's serious they mean business or when you finally commit yeah or when you finally commit so and we we get the kids to do most of our prayers and stuff we try it's that it's so inspiring when you see a five-year-old or six-year-old kid when they step out and they're praying for a whole group of 20, 30 people that's standing there that that's they're overcoming a, a fear that's going to help them really succeed because you think if they're starting to pray now what can they do when they as they get older if they continue to pray out loud <laughs> so hunting and fishing and outdoors is just the hook to introduce them to jesus yeah it's just our bait that's what it's we use yeah <laughs> yeah fishers and men so we we use that's our bait hunting and fishing so if you we use that desire that common desire to help introduce Christ into their life and to, to walk daily with him. Well, and Robert, we were talking about how in the very beginning, how hunting um, became an idol to you and what it used to look like. How has it changed now that you've committed it to Christ? Um, the biggest thing is just not thinking of myself when I'm, when I'm planning the deer season and everything. Like, so right now we're in planning for, our season this year so we're working on getting properties together we're working on um how we're going to feed the deer and all that kind of stuff and we get the kids involved with that so they're they're they get to to put in the work that goes into it so that way they're not just coming and and getting there investing their time and to see what it actually looks like to to be a deer hunter to so that they'll they should be able to carry this on later on and know what they need to do like well ask them a question i got in one of these books here that said okay you got your own property to hunt what are the things that you would be doing to to get set up to be successful and then so they're learning to write step by step what that would look like and so it's not about building your kingdom or your greatest hunting trip it's about god's kingdom yeah that's right i said it's all about glorifying him and and just using that to to connect with each other and have fun and relax and just show that you can serve god and have fun while you're doing it so that's right so you're located in gray georgia but you do something called a church tour program where you kind of go everywhere. Tell me about yeah, that. Yeah, we just started this um, in April. We decided that to help um, let other churches and stuff know that we're there and that we want to get other leaders in the community involved. So that way, the more people we can get involved, the more opportunities that we can provide for, for everyone that's involved in the program. So we decided to start um, going out to churches and maybe lead a Wednesday night or lead a Sunday evening or now with the summer coming up and vacation Bible school being a popular thing. It's just, there's not as much planning that goes into the summer sometimes. So it's like, well, let's go and try to lead a service to share our message and see, see the response that we get and just kind of plant those seeds in the, in the community, letting them know we're here. So mm-hmm. And share Jesus with them. Yeah. And share Jesus. And it's, it's been, it's been awesome. We've done one so far and we've got a couple other that are that are reaching out to us but we're also going out and um, leading like a men's breakfast 
and stuff. We have one planned in July in, in Madison, and we're going to get to go there and just share what we're doing and see if we can get some people in, on on board for what's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, when you are out on a deer um, stand or you're on a boat, do you have times where you see uh, the opportunity to share your faith when it's all quiet and you're out in the middle of nature? Yeah, a lot of times we do. But um, when we're when we're sitting in the stand, a lot of times it's just quiet time, and I answer questions and stuff, and and we can kind of share what God's done, and we kind of give our leaders and stuff a chance to. That's a good chance for them to when they're one on one with the, with the kids of the organization, they can they can kind of share more what they're doing. I try to give them that freedom to to be able to share and and a little bit of a platform there, I guess you would say. Is there one story that really kind of stands out uh, that when you got a, a kid away from their device, got them out in the middle of nature in a deer stand or in a boat, where you were able to really get to their heart and, and talk to them about Jesus? Um, yes, there's um, one young man that started hunting with us in the, um, our very first season that we did this, and and we shared a deer stand together, and they said he was talking to me about the lesson that we had done at lunch and and when the kids come and hunt with us they get a camo bible that everybody get everybody gets one and I always write a message to them kind of personalize it a little bit for them and then share with them some of our main scriptures that we follow and um and then he he kind of shared with me about what that bible meant to him and that he how excited he was and that evening he ended up getting his first two deer there was actually a couple deer that came out and and just praying together in the stand like i was closing my eyes and, and kind of praying and trying to teach him to be patient because he was get, kind of getting upset and a, a couple others had had gotten theirs that day and he said that he remembers just when he got those deer and the, us talking about it and stuff he said i could generally tell in, in your eyes talking to you that you were proud of me for for what had just happened and stuff and just when you see a child that doesn't have those those kinds of experiences all the time to just to just feel and, and know that you generally loved them and were was encouraging them and, and proud of them in that moment then they said they're going to carry carry that away and remember it for a while yeah that affirming them yeah hmm. well you know you speak to a lot of youth um, through committed christian outdoors is, is there uh, or is there a theme or are you noticing something with kids today it's just life is so busy. I said, so just learning how to slow down and focus and try to be great at something instead of just being good at everything, or is is the main thing that I see with kids. They're so, and it's just trying to slow them down to to be a part of something that you know, you know that you're offering them something great, and then they it's like, man, they've got so many different things going on. It's just trying to remind everybody to slow down a little bit and make time for those family moments, or and just make time for God and the things that we do because we can get so busy that all you have time to do at night is you can just grab the swing through grab a burger get home everybody get showers and let's go to bed and try to get ready for the next day so so it sounds like this it sounds like a great ministry for parents to get their kids um, and do it with them so that you all slow down and listen and talk to each other yes exactly so we love for our parents to be involved I mean as long as everybody's participating we cheer them on and we in and we'll communicate with the parents and try to get them involved as much as possible, especially when we do our lessons at our meetings and stuff. We love for them to be able to, if the parents have learned the lesson as well, then it gives them conversation on the way home. They can kind of, we love hearing that, man, when we left the meeting the other night, we, we talked about it all the way home and stuff. That's always encouraging as a, as a teacher to, 
to be able to hear those things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So how can folks uh, get their kids involved? Because I know you're located in Gray, Georgia, but this is something that can be done anywhere. Yes, yeah, so they can reach out to us on Facebook. We have a, our website as well. You can reach out to us and we can we can set up an event. We can do, like we said, we do the church tour thing now where we're going out to church. We can come out to your church or if you're just an outdoorsman that's passionate about this, then we can we can work together. You can get a group of kids and we can come and bring our message and, and kind of help host the weekend and, and kind of help just put everything together because that's the biggest thing is just, taking time to find a property to go do the activity and then and then having a place to stay and stuff and throughout the day so so if you're listening and you have um, a heart for kids have a heart for outdoors and mentoring and sharing jesus and using um, your hobby and and um, for god's glory get in touch with robert um, through facebook if you have any problems get in touch with me and i'll make sure to connect everybody so robert i appreciate you joining in and sharing us uh your heart and how God took something that was an idol, redeemed it, and now it's all about His glory. Yes, thank you so much for the opportunity.